0: Feral Audio
1: Oh, there it is Sweet freedom, like a McDonald's oh, ultimate it's so, theme song It's
2: so sweet Sounds real All nice
1: right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Beyond Yacht Rock The podcast that takes you on a voyage Through the seas of the arbitrary genres The
0: podcast that starts with the Yacht Rock theme <laughs> but then
1: go somewhere else We need a new theme song We're going to get it We're going to get a theme song for the podcast uh, My name is J.D. Riznar I'm joined here with Hunter Stair. Hi David Lyons Hello And of course Hollywood Steve Hello And we are doing a podcast Yay. We're the guys who brought you the internet show Yacht Rock 10 years ago We've been sitting on our asses for 10
3: years And now we want to talk about music again so we, we had a 10th anniversary, and we started talking about music again. It was great. I mean, technically, we're still sitting on our asses. We, we, we're sitting on our asses to do this podcast. have headphones on, though. In a literal sense.
2: Yeah, and I don't think we ever stopped talking about music, but we stopped uh, putting it out there.
1: Yeah, but we never stopped coming up with arbitrary genres, and we're not going to stop on this podcast. And today we have a really sweet one about sultry hits. It's a really hot genre that I think will get your motor running, get your blood boiling, like it's a hot Mississippi evening with sweat in the summertime. All right, fellas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've never been to Mississippi, I trust you. Before we get to that...
1: it's it's humid. Before we get to that, though, we're going to throw a Yacht Rock bone. Let's tie it up to the dock real quick.
3: Hollywood Steve has our Yacht Rock track of the day. All right. The Yacht Rock track of the day is Nothing You Can Do About It by Airplay.
1: This song is awesome. This is one of the yacht rockiest yacht rock songs I've ever heard. I've never really heard it before
3: Steve brought it up for this. Steve, why did you pick this up? Because it's really yachty. What can you tell us about Airplay? Airplay was uh, a studio band. Uh, Mostly it was David Foster and his songwriting partner Jay Graydon. They wrote uh, After the Love Has Gone for Earth, Wind, and Fire, the definitive Yacht Soul song. They said, hey, why don't we form a band try and try to get some radio airplay? That's Toto playing pretty much everything in the background.
0: Toto is the uh, the glue that holds Yacht Rock together, really.
3: It's also the glue that holds airplay together. And our friendship. <laughs> That's also true.
1: Yeah, you'll be hard-pressed to find a Yacht Rock song without a Baccaro brother on it.
0: Yeah. Kind of bring everything together, even this stuff that kind of uh, deviates. It gets uh, becomes a, chorus. Oh, here it comes. Here's the thing about uh, David Foster. If if uh, if uh had a had a Kardashian, it would be David Foster. Why is that? Because he is uh, the stepfather. To uh, some of the Jenners, and uh, he's put out many of uh, uh, not heiress but what he's put out many rich daughters into the uh, into the acting field, into the, the acting s- sphere, and he's now putting out uh, uh, Gigi Hadid, or Hadid, however you pronounce that. You know her; she's a model. They like to make fun of her. I don't know who that is. If she's pretty I'm down. She's a Victoria's Secret there you go. girl.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw her on, what, South Park or something?
0: Yeah, Yeah. they were making fun of her Yeah, yeah. Here's another thing I love about this song,
1: just that got that bounciness to it. Yeah,
3: that's that's a quintessential gentle Toto
2: bounce. Yeah. I I heard this song for the first time today, and I I couldn't stop listening to it. People were walking by my office at work just looking at me like, What the hell are you doing?
3: I was rocking. Let's file this song away in the Yacht Rock files. It's a good one. It is a good, it's a shame this did not get more airplay.
0: <laughs>
3: I get that. You see what I did there? Yeah, yeah, I, I saw, did there? I saw you, what you did there. think thing.
1: a band called Airplay would get more airplay. But well, they didn't. So that's that.
0: Uh, there we go. That's our first song. We've ruined we by talking over it. There we go.
1: That went well. We are on our way, gentlemen. That's a hot segment we like to call uh, <laughs> the Yacht Rock Bone Throw Minute. The The Boneyard. The boneyards not. Boneyards. Boneyards, yeah.
3: That that there was bashing a bottle of champagne against the prow of our ship. So far we set sail. Yeah, we're off to a rocky Christen, voyage.
1: Christening on our maiden voyage. Things are about to get a lot better though. As we go into our theme for the day. Let's let this one cook for a minute. There we go. Whoa. The ultimate sultry rock song. The ultimate sultry hit. Today's, today's theme is sultry hits. It's a new genre we've created. All the songs that make you sweat, filled with desire. And sax solos. That is some sultry saxophone right there. Man. This is You Belong to the City by Glenn Fry. It doesn't get more sultry than this. It's not making our top ten list because it's too quintessential. We need little, to use it as an example up top. little two on the nose. So...
3: Oh, whoa. Oh, that gated snare. (laughs) So,
1: sultry hits... The theme of the music is generally bathed in, like, guilt or teasing. Where R&B is, like, unapologetically sexy and direct. Uh, Sultry rock is sort of, like,
3: shamed white guys. Right, it's, you can't, you can't, if it's too R&B, you can't call it sultry rock because you kind of expect R&B to have a certain sultriness or sensuality to it. It's part of the, the, the origins rhythm. of the genre. It's part
0: of the rhythm? It's
3: part of the rhythm, yeah. You, you, you can do without the blues, but you can't do without the rhythm. And when you listen to the lyrics, you get a lot of
1: references to the city, or the night, or the heat. The heat. Or the summer. Uh-huh. There's a lot of that. There's or the a sweat. Th- uh, there was yeah, sometimes there's a l- sweat.
2: A lot of sweat. Yeah, sometimes steam. Because it's really humid out. What about fog? Not so much. Really? You might but, see it in the video. Yeah, a lot of fog in the video. We're not going to sing
0: about it. Well, I assume most of that is coming out of the uh, manhole covers. The manhole yes. covers and yes. also being
2: lit very well. Through the uh, plantation-style shutters. Yeah, maybe some fog coming
1: off the bayou.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was the one thing that I really noticed is that most of these songs have a very film noir element to them. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of light coming in through uh, shutters. Yep. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of smokiness in the room for some reason. No one knows why. No. Maybe there's a fire in the other room. Wet night city streets. Yep. Yeah, you're yeah, the streets adma- are always wet. Just kind of imagine that happening in your pants. Absolutely, Hunter, yeah. Hunter.
3: You're getting this really well. Hunter. Hunter has the least amount of discussion amongst the group about how to define this particular genre. Right. Right. Well, what Hunter wasn't there
2: on our nine-hour van ride back from Reno, where we spent at least
3: half of it defining this genre. And we're going to spend the next Much, forty-five minutes or so defining the genre for you. It'll uh, be a lot less time than our van mates had to put up with us doing this, but it won't feel like it. Oh, here's the, the one of the key things to realize about sultry rock hits is that sultry this is the thing I had to wrap my mind around. sultry does not necessarily mean sexy. You can be sexy without being sultry because sometimes sometimes when it's too sultry, it's too hot to fuck. Hmm. I, I think I follow you and also it can't be too pretty.
1: For example, she's like the wind. By Patrick Swayze. Beautiful song. Feels sultry, has a sax solo, feels great, Mm. but really it's it's like an ode to a really nice lady. Yeah, more of a nice love song. There are no nice ladies in sultry music. No. It's It's prostitutes, horny dudes, breathy vocals, filled with a dirty world. Each song takes place in a
0: dirty, dirty world. I just want you guys to know that I'm gonna hold you to all these these rules that you're setting on this sultry rock. She's like the wind is more of like a butterfly flitting away on a yeah, gentle yeah, yeah, breeze. I get it, guys. Guess right. which one is of the because four are like she's is like the, the wind. It's because the wind is in the title. <laughs> the wind is cooling off hot bodies. It blows away the humidity. There's no yeah. sultriness whatsoever. Yeah, it blows the sultry
1: right out of the room. And anyway, we'll have plenty of time to debate our actual countdown. One thing I'm going to ask our audience is that you, uh, you send us some bumpers. Uh, until then, I have to do it myself. All right, so let's let's start this countdown out. This countdown let's of sultry hits starts start. now. Whoa, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I got Wait. Pew pew, pew 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 pew. Woo! Number
2: ten.
0: That was a good bumper. Oh, that's what you want from the audience?
1: Stuff like that. Yeah. Alana Miles, Black Velvet. Sultry as fuck. This is pretty much as sultry as you can get. But it's it's a different kind of sultry than my favorite sultry songs, which is why it's number 10. This is this is like a slow southern blues riff. It's uh it seems to take place in the south. Yeah, very southern. Definitely
3: in the south. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. They're talking about Mississippi, talking about molasses, white lightning. She, she just mentioned, she's listening to Jimmy Rogers. Nobody, nobody listens to Jimmy Rogers anymore. You, you're really trying hard for your your authentic Southern credibility for name-dropping Jimmy Rogers. But Jimmy Rogers, uh, not
1: a sultry guy. I don't no, think a song no. is really about listening to Jimmy Rogers. No, it's just, about listening to Elvis Presley. No, I don't even think that. Here's my, here's my theory about this song, okay? <laughs> so on the surface, it's about Jimmy Rogers listening to some twangy dweeb. Making sexual innuendo on his hillbilly music, the singing brakeman. Yeah, but really, I think it's about a Jim Crow era white debutante trying to sell her friends on going down on black guys. Wow. Huh,
3: that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Quite an imagination how you, do you have. How, okay, how do you how do you how do you account for they specifically name drop "Love Me Tender"?
0: Oh no, this is about Elvis but just let J.D. Wait, are you close saying, his eyes and saying, imagine what he wants. Are you
3: saying that she's trying to talk her friends into interracial hookups while listening to the music of Elvis Presley? Yeah. like it, Uniting like, she, uniting black and white in a very literal yeah, sense? Sure. Got, well, here's a very the, sultry Elvis, sense. Elvis Presley Extremely. and Jimmy Rogers are very safe... Sexual
1: music for a white woman in the in the nineteen thirties or whatever. Yes. What, Elvis, that's that's when
2: what Elvis
0: was, was <laughs> popular. Well they
1: weren't that wasn't invented yet.
2: Yeah, and nobody but, had
1: any negative things to
3: say about Elvis's sexuality. Oh yeah. never. Alright, listen. There's no controversy whatsoever. Maybe I'm wrong, but I Maybe. listen. Maybe. Listen listen
1: to the lyrics yourself and tell me it's not about going down on black guys when it was totally
0: forbidden in the South. I thought it might be about having with black ladies. JD, I think that's still No, that's Brown himself. Sugar by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I, I know it's right. Brown Sugar, but Black Velvet, I don't know, it just sounded. Or Black Rose by Waylon Jennings. So if this is, okay, so it's called Black Velvet, so that means it's about, okay, with, with casting aside what JD thinks, if it was about Elvis, this is about black velvet paintings, ter- I mean, awesome black velvet paintings of Elvis, No?
1: No, I think you're right. It could also be about black velvet paintings of velvets, which are, or black velvet paintings of naked ladies. Yeah, those yeah. naked yeah. black
0: ladies
2: with the afros. And I just want to mention something cause
0: real cause fast about this. Extremely sultry. Is that this lady is Canadian? Yes. So I don't she, fully believe she knows what she's talking about when she's singing
3: like, the song. She's like, she's kind of like the sultry rock equivalent of the band. Or
2: like what Toto Americana. sang about Africa. Yeah. And clearly had never been.
0: Yeah. I don't think she. I don't think she knows what happened. In the South, exactly. exactly. glossing over it. Well, Some I don't apologize. think the band knew what happened in America. Right, stop so bringing up very, the band.
3: Very, it's very. Every I, time with the band. <laughs> it's time to move on.
1: <laughs> Number nine. Oh, that's good. Tim Capello. Yeah. I still believe. Give me that saxophone, Tim. That's the most sultry sax that you'll ever hear. Yeah, he's he's
0: teasing you Wait, with it right so now. Steve is a sax player. Could
3: you... I am a sax player. I uh, I was long-haired in high school. Well, I have like, a question, Capello.
0: I have a question before you go into your sax run. Uh huh. Uh-huh. What he's doing with that note right there? That he starts it's called flutter tonguing. Fluttering. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a reason I was going to ask that question. Yeah, I was going to say it trill. Makes that
3: was so much better.
0: No, no, no. A trill is when you, uh,
3: when you, when go you go between two keys. When, when you're just, fingering. Yeah. When a trill is just wiggling two fingers. Flutter tonguing. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> what? I'm not making this How up. How
0: do you play a sax with two fingers? This All is right, so... you,
3: you you toggle. Oh, you mean it's when like you're toggling? toggling. Okay, gotcha, got you. Got it's got like, I know toggling is a computer term, but you're toggling between two notes. <laughs> Okay, so
1: you're flutter-tonguing
3: and your yeah, fingers are moving like this? Yeah, flutter-tonguing <laughs> oh, is yeah. kind of when you go Rrr.
1: Yeah, this is uh... But
3: he's doing it on the sax reed. Oh, oh, man, man. oh he's so, flicking the reed? Yeah, he's flicking the reed as quickly as possible. So every lady listening to this song knows exactly what he can do for her.
1: <laughs> and this is why the saxophone is the quintessential instrument. Of sultry
0: hits. I just went 180 on this song. Also, also
1: <laughs> the straightest conversation anyone's ever had about the movie Lost Boys. <laughs> I, uh, I always thought that this, this song, like there it a, is again. This song is kind of straightforward lyrically, like it's not really about sultry subject matter. No,
3: did, do you know who did this song originally? I just looked this up before we came and did the podcast. This was originally by a band called The Call from Northern California, and they were like You 2 disciples. Right? Like they were this super socially conscious anthemic rock kind of band. Yeah, this is amazing. It sounds like a coach.
1: In halftime, just like, hey, I still believe that we can we can beat the thing and do it. Let's do it. Yeah, despite the I... social oppression that our football team faces. I think
2: this song is sultry because, like, each time the sax kicks in, it's like an orgasm. It just builds yeah. and builds and builds, and then just blasts you in the face with that sax. Well, yeah, it
3: doesn't. It doesn't really matter what he's singing. No,
0: I, 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 am I'm, I'm back around now that I, I know he's flicking the reed on this song. I think. I think it proves that you can do it to any... You can take any song, throw that sax in there, and probably make it awesome. Wait, listen to it. He's
3: going off for a second. <laughs> Alright. Let's move on. Number eight,
1: Fleetwood Mac. Big Love. I call this sassy arpeggio.
3: It's a little wink. It's a little sexual wink. (laughs) It's a little, little it it sounds a little like uh, the classic Fleetwood Mac era uh, never, never going back again from Rumors. It sounds a little bit like that. It's a little finger picking. Hey ladies, look what I can do. We should play a little bit
0: of this.
1: It's, it's naughty. It's naughty and dangerous and discordant. Uh, Lindsey Buckingham is like, pl- he's playing a horny guy prowling the streets for sex.
0: Well, it was, Fleetwood Mac was a band that was banging each other, right? Yeah, they didn't mm-hmm. need yeah, to oh prowl my God, the streets yeah. for sex.
3: Which is It was all
0: right there. They found it within their own lineup. It was at home. Which but, sounds all right until you look at them. Yeah. You know, go, Ew, Not Ew, a good looking band.
2: Not a good looking band but at all.
0: props to Lindsey Buckingham because he was, he for, was being, for being the prettiest was, girl yeah, in the band. Yeah, he's dialing himself up at this moment. Yeah. Um, uh, this is ten years after they were all fucking each other, though.
1: Oh. This is from 1987's Tango in the Night album. This underrated. Is, this is a when totally underrated. This album. is
0: way after Fleetwood Mac absorbed uh, Buckingham Nicks. Oh yeah, way after that. Uh, this is also
2: after Buckingham was doing
1: his uh, solo stuff for the uh, vacation <laughs> Yes. Yeah, this was actually originally a Lindsey Buckingham solo song that he, they then, he then brought to the band for this Tango of the Night album. The video cost half a million dollars. Go to YouTube and watch this
3: video. It's, it's amazingly awful. It's terrible. Half a million dollars? but it wow. does, It's awful and it looks expensive. Uh-huh, yeah. Which is really, a really hard
1: combination to pull off. And Lindsey Buckingham has this dark eye shadow and he's looking at you in a very
3: sultry way. And there's some weird hair pile on top of his head like however he was doing his hair there It's just kind of it makes his head look slightly misshapen. Well,
0: he was in Twilight. I think He was That's what he was He didn't, he didn't know that's
3: what he was doing. But This video
2: did. would have been groundbreaking had it come out in 1980. Oh, yeah, 1980 would have blown everybody's minds. Yeah, this would have been right up with the cars uh, What was the not just what I needed? No. no, you might think. You might think. You're thinking of
1: you might think. I am thinking of you. I might think. You might think. They were phoning it in at that point, but we're not phoning it in. We're moving right on.
0: pew 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 pew
1: Number seven. Say what? Yeah. Highway to the Danger Zone is sultry? Uh-huh. Yeah, you better believe it is. You think this is a song about jet planes. From Top Gun, the video has a lot of jet planes in it. I think it's a song about a guy jerking off really good. I Uh, think it's fascinating that
2: the two most homoerotic movies of our childhood both generated soundtrack songs that are appearing on this sultry list. Lost Boys and Top Gun. Indeed.
3: I'm sorry, but I just... I have to jump off board for... I, I don't... Quite hear the sultriness in this song. I cannot imagine this song not being about fighter jets. I just, all I can picture is like these, these, these big jet-powered dicks thrusting into the sky, you know, roaring with hubris against about mankind's futile quest to ascend to the heights of heaven and jizz in the face of God. I don't, I don't, I just, I can't. Well, even if it is about jet planes... Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Have you
1: ever felt the heat of the jets on the deck of a, of a air, aircraft carrier aircraft with your carrier. bros? That's yeah. more of a dry heat, I well, feel
2: like.
0: I always thought this song was about butt sets. That makes an awful lot of sense. It's the highway to the danger zone. The danger yeah. zone being a perforated colon. Yep. And poop,
1: poop on your wiener. And that's Wait, the exact kind of danger and forbiddenness that we're looking what, for here in Sultry
0: Hits. Was, was, the, erotica. was the porn version called Bottom Gun? Uh, ah, no, I, no, I think it was uh, still called Top Gun. Okay, yeah.
1: but really, I want—I challenge our listeners to listen to the the rhythms of this song. It's really just like intense, Wait, is intense this jerking is this off, followed by letting yourself go.
0: Is this the part where the guy whispers in his ear?
1: Yeah, <laughs> there it is. It's yeah. so sultry. Yeah, just like bros whispering to each other. Yep, super forbidden. Jerking off, butt sex, whatever you want. This is not about jet planes. It is sultry as fuck. Moving on! Jet planes. Ooh. Number six. Steve Winwood. Talking back to the night featured. In a Michelob commercial. No, no, no. Ah. This
3: one wasn't the yes, Michelob it was. song. It yes, was? Yes, it was. It yes, was? it was. I
1: just saw it the other day. Michelob had an ad campaign in the 80s. Boom, Steve. Boom.
3: Michelob oh, ad so Oh, okay. So he had multiple Michelob songs. Probably. Michelob Because the it. one that I remember him doing for Michelob was Don't You Know What the Night Can Do. Right. This one's sultrier. You... Michelob had an
1: ad ad campaign in the late 80s called The Night Belonged to Michelob, and it was a series of filmic shots of very attractive people. People in spandex in uh, what you would call pickup bars. Yeah, looking at each other in the night, breeze blowing through their perms. Getting in and out of cabs. Suit coat sleeves bending, rolled bending up over, Bending over
3: pool tables.
1: Yeah. There was so much desire and sultriness in the Night Belongs to Michelob videos, and they nailed the songs. If a song is in a Night Belongs to Michelob commercial, it might be a sultry hit. And this one's no
2: exception. Now, I'm a huge fan of Steve Winwood. Anybody that knows me knows that. And And I know you. Yeah. How often am I singing Valerie or making you listen to Valerie? Mm. Pretty often. Yeah. Like daily. um, This one's a little funky
1: for my tastes on the sultry front. The thing that I love about this song is that he's sort of, the the narrator of the song is describing a sultry night perfectly. Like it's a hot night. He sees a man on the street playing a solo saxophone. Yeah, um, that's, that's pretty sultry. And he's very probably quiet. under a street light. And I also think this song is about prostitutes. Prostitutes and drug addicts. That's a lot of forbiddenness. Yeah, a lot of desire.
2: And that's the thing you're going to find if you walk out on a sultry night. <laughs> prostitutes
1: and drug addicts. Sure. And you're going to be tempted by those prostitutes, yeah. and that's when things get sultry. We've all been to
2: Miami.
3: I've never been to Miami. You have been to I've been I've been it's to awful. I've been to, I've been to Waikiki though and there's a lot of prostitutes. I was there. with you in yeah. Waikiki. Yeah. They, were... they all had clear heels. Yes. Just, just like the Chris Rock routine. Yeah. So it looks like, like they're the Chris floating. Rock routine. Yeah. I uh, floating I have... on
0: the humid air of the sultry night. <laughs> Worst strip club <laughs> I've ever been to in my life. I oh, just have to was... say to bring it back to the topic on hand. Let's the, please do that. That, that was awful. Steve Winwood Steve Winwood is a little British. I'm not sure. I have a hard time seeing a British person as sultry. Well, wait until later in this countdown, Oh, no. I mean, this is a problem with many of sultry hits. Steve Winwood brings it
1: in this one. All right. Let's take a break from the sultry hits. We're going to do a little segment called 50 States in 50 Podcasts, if we make it to 50. (laughs) Today, so we're going off course a little bit. We're steering off course. I'm giving the wheel to David Lyons, who's going to talk about... A little band from Michigan
2: we are all from Michigan that is we all, true mm-hmm. we all celebrate uh, Michigan music probably my favorite band from Michigan is the MC5 and I picked the song Ramblin' Rose because it's about ramblin' other artists from Michigan sang about ramblin' like Bob Seger. Seger
0: is there another one?
2: I'm sure there are I didn't <laughs> do a lot of research but I, I got the big one
3: it is a recurring
2: theme
1: yeah it's recurred at least once Steve, who are some of the top musicians
0: from Michigan? Bob Seger. That, yep. Yeah, that's a good one. The Nuge, Ted Nugent. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't do Wang Dang Sweet Puntang on this song. Well, you know, you, you get to go next time. Okay. <laughs> Wait, it's only fifty states. <laughs> ah, gotcha. There's some lesser known ones too. Uh, well, Del the
2: White, Sh- the White Stripes, Del Shannon from Del- Grand, Grand Rapids, Glen mm-hmm. Fry from Detroit. Elder Barge. yeah, From Grand Rapids From the, from the band DeBarge The De barges, mm-hmm. All the DeBarge De Barge family Stooges yeah. Yeah. Oh, Iggy Pop Born
1: in my hometown of
0: Muskegon we down to Detroit Q and the Mysterians Question Mark of the Mysterians Yes um, Grand Funk Oh Ray From your, home, your hometown of Flint. From My hometown of Fort Michigan uh, The Crusifix, Punk band Steve,
1: anybody from Big Rapids? No Alright Good segment, guys Good segment We got <laughs> We got one song into our tour of 50 states <laughs> We got our
0: home, t- home, yeah, our home only,
1: only
3: 49 to go <laughs> oh, man. Now we're going to have is... to do our research <laughs> This is going to be great Okay <laughs>
1: Number five <laughs> Oh, the, the boss, Bruce Springsteen I'm on fire this song starts off really rapey. The whole thing is rapey. But.
0: Not hey, the video.
2: Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone? Yeah.
1: Talk about forbidden sex. He's got a bad desire. Yeah. yeah very bad desire. Hey, girl, oh, listen to it. that. It's nasty business, man. This is a sicko. A this, guy, this guy is dripping with salt. Yeah. Well, he wakes up at night
3: with a sheet soaking wet. You, you can't do that unless it's really, really hot and humid. Or he pissed the bed. Well, even, I, that, even that, it's is, is eventually going to evaporate if there's not the enough humidity in the air. Right.
2: Right, but a humid night, it's going to stay damp. Exactly. I think this might be the horniest musical character ever. I can't think
0: of one hornier. It may be Two Life Crew. You mean, you mean the, uh, the guy you're projecting into the song?
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, think about it. He's a, he's a, somebody drove a six-inch knife into his uh, soul. Was it soul? I thought it was skull. I always thought it was skull, too, but I looked it up and it said soul. I've Either been way, listening to too much Misfits. Either way, I always thought it was skull myself. Either way, he's give, he's, his sexual desire has given him a lobotomy. Yeah. But when he says the freight train running through the middle
2: of
0: my head, that's yeah, I like that's—I cr-
3: always thought that was why he wanted to lobotomize yeah. his, his his horniness. Yeah.
0: I appreciate this song because of his subdued lyrics or his singing style. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the boss was always at—he always uh, get too into it and make that dump face on stage. That would yeah, uh, nothing ju- sultry about that. <clears throat> Like John Elway. Yeah, right. he's pooping his tight jeans. Yeah, he that yeah. smelled something really bad. Bottom jaw would come out and he'd... really... He can't do this with this one.
1: He's no. playing too horny of a guy. He's got to oh. keep it a, a horny, guilty guy that just keeps it under wraps.
3: It's my it's Halloween costume want... in fourth grade, Bruce Springsteen. Is this, oh. is this Bruce Solo? Ever had. Is this Bruce Solo? No, this is from Born in the USA, so it's yeah, with the East Street Band. Yeah. And if you play you this want... song
2: at 45 RPMs, it sounds exactly like Dolly Parton. There is... There's Beow, a...
1: Number four. I like this one. Tina Turner, one of the living. Yeah. Hunter brought this one to our attention. Holy shit is this one sultry. It's from the Mad Max soundtrack. And to me, this song... Which,
0: which Mad Max? Oh, Mad Max will be on the Thunder zone, of yeah. course. So Tina the
1: one Tina Turner was in. One Tina Turner was in a Well, that makes play. sense, huh? Um, to me, Tina Turner is playing a general that's telling the guys, hey, you go out fight good tonight, the ones that survive, you just fuck me.
3: And yeah, I think so that's, that's pretty that's much the greatest got, general in the world. That's how she got to be the leader of that uh, particular society. By I didn't all see all the, the, of the movie. Uh...
1: I don't need to see the movie. I this could just, be any general at all. It could be, it could be Patton. It could be a dude general, Tommy Franks. If you put that to me like this, let's start naming generals. This guys. sultry, <laughs> I'm gonna want to win that battle and come back and fu- and fuck my general. Genghis Khan.
3: I'm better at colonels. Hannibal, not the serial killer, the yes, original the, Hannibal, the Roman. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. I was going eighteen.
0: So I brought this to everybody's attention because this is another Tim. This is a lesser-known Tim Capello. He's in the video. Sax song. He's the. Yeah. This is. He's much more sultry in this particular video. Than he was. The, than he the was, aggressive thrust of Still Believe. He was in this riding. video
3: before appearing in The Lost Boys. Chron- chronologically,
0: this. This. This may have given him the in into getting the sexy sax role in The Lost He was, he was uh, kind of Tina Turner's uh, sexy, muscly boy toy in her band. She brought him out in uh, dog collars and chains and braided yeah. him around the same. Good look. So sultry.
1: Yeah. The sax solo in this. Sa- I want to fuck this sax solo. The sax solo is out of control. It's,
0: man, man, oh man. Like, I'm, I'm going to listen to that. What was that thing coming called up again? What was what? Flutter tonguing. tongue. I'm gonna listen for that now because I just found out about that. Here, it's coming soon. You basically just do it's on the, uh, the
1: mouthpiece. No, just, I get it. I get what you're saying. Y- she's promising you the just the craziest fuck when you get back from battle and you the sax solo means you get it. I just and there's another theory about Sultry Rock, the sax solo is always copulation. That's no, I think the sax solo
3: is the orgasm. I'm not sure if that sure I, I like that worth, I like that I think it's the plateau into Oregon. yeah I think it is I think it's, a, it's, a, or it's a, the climax because it's 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 if you listen the
1: the same le- word, if you listen to the lyrics of a sultry Citatives, rock Dick. song if you listen to the lyrics of a sultry rock song there's so much desire else. here it comes here it comes
0: Gee, I mean it's insane it's animalistic. Very
3: hard to do that that throat growl when you're up in the altissimo range. I was just gonna say a little, that little technical knowledge I'm dropping I on say you throat there. Dro- throat growl? Yeah. So that, I mean, so my point is, like in in um, sultry
1: rock songs, there's so much built up and pent up desire and tension that the sax solo is al- is always the point where the guy finally gets
0: to let it out. I gotta say, go. a, I feel like there's a lot of sexual pent up tension in sax playing. <laughs> <all the> <laughs> That's why I did it. <laughs> it sure is.
3: Pew, 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 do, 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 do. Wow. Kaboom! Number three! Explode! NXS, I need you tonight. I remember this is the one I suggested in the marathon van
1: ride. Yeah. NXS, I was between this and Devil Inside. NXS in is a shockingly sultry band. They really, really wow. are. If, if well, you're... the singer loved sexy, forbidden stuff.
2: Like, he liked having his oh, balls gosh. stomped on. Allegedly. It's he died of
1: auto, f- erotic, erotic fixation. Allegedly. Allegedly, I don't think he did. Allegedly, no, you don't think so. I don't,
0: no? don't think so. I it think we I think we got a lot of rumor and innuendo going on. But uh, well, why would you Let's not think this guy? let rumor
3: and sultry innuendo. Let's focus more on how this guy was real skinny, but he was real sexy and sounded real hot. I always thought he was kind of a. <laughs> big... <laughs> I'm skinny, and so I want everybody to pay attention to this because there are precious few role models for skinny guys. To kind of slither around in a music video well, that, in a leather jacket with their chest show. Well, that's
0: what I always thought he, in excess, I and especially, uh, what was his name, Michael uh, Hutchins. Michael Hutchins. Hutchins. Michael Hutchins. I, I always thought he was a Mick Jagger ripoff. Like, he was kind of doing a Mick Jagger. Now, he, Mick so Jagger man, doesn't purr like purr. this. I... I don't have any examples on me, but and I, I have no argument for that, Steve. I, I am I, on, I'm, I, I'm backing Steve on this one. Mick,
3: I, Mick is a dog. Michael is a cat. I will say this.
1: I will say this. I believe that every man has a phantom vagina that's located somewhere in your taint area. And when oh, like the root chakra. It's different than that because okay. it's physical and you can feel it. And when something like this guy is singing at you in a song that's sultry, you feel a little something yeah. up in there. As if you're being stimulated like a woman is. This yeah. is good stuff. This is super sultry. Let it enter you.
0: Beep, beep, beep. Number three. three. Two. Three. two. Three. two.
1: Three. Number two! Two! Oh, man. Coming in hot. Oh, oh. It's another Michelob ad. Another Michelob song. We're drinking Michelob. We are drinking Michelob
3: lager here in the studio. All right,
0: all right, all right. All right. So, St. Louis, Missouri. So... Can this be, what's with all the monkey talk on this song? He's, I, I think he's
3: coming he's, down like a monkey, yeah, and then he's going down like a monkey. What's that? I think it's more that he's a drug addict coming down from... Oh, because, yeah, because he's a, there's a monkey, there's a there's load a on, his on his back. Bone, and he's coming <laughs> down from the monkey on his back. <laughs> there's a what? There's a load on his back. <laughs> a load of what? Like a like he's a pack mule? I Probably. Bringing it back to... A drug mule. Oh, ah. a drug mule who shoved the drugs up his ass to yeah, smuggle sure. them in. Well, I think he's in a balloon. That's a
1: good theory, but I think he's a drug addict searching the street for a prostitute, possibly to kill. This is a dark song. This is crazy dark,
3: and the Phil crazy Collins thing Collins of- had such a dark side that got lost when he became a solo pop star. The crazy thing about it is, yeah, it's Phil Collins. You look at that guy, he's your happy
1: British uncle who comes around. He's, Hello, he's the jolie something man. And he's like, when he sits down to write a song, it's like, <laughs> oh, if oh, I want to kill a prostitute i'm gonna create this guy in a in a hot summer sultry night who's looking to kill one i
2: don't know man that guy's got a dark side when the who did tommy live i think live at leeds they got him to play oval he's a fucking creep
0: well i prefer phil collins when he's when he's singing about his divorces and looking to take revenge on his making videos with sweet puppets (laughs) that's more genesis i feel than it was than it was than phil collins phil collins is a very angry dude Constantly wanting revenge on women, I can definitely see the... Well, people... he might—he may also just want revenge on everyone after having had to be in Peter Gabriel-era Genesis for so long. <laughs> so uh, well, that was my—that was my question about the monkey talk because Peter Gabriel had a lot of monkey talk. He split off into some monkey business. Yeah, he shocked the monkey. Yeah, and he's going down on a monkey. Is that what I, this
3: is? This is some sultry business. But let's—maybe get... it's a metaphor for him stealing Peter Gabriel's monkey. Peter Gabriel is cruel, but Phil Collins knows what to do with a monkey. Metaphorically. Possibly. Metaphorically, I'm saying. Possibly. But what does that have to do with sultry music? Especially our
1: number one song.
0: Disha-Choo! Choo! Number one. One. Our
1: number one song. What's the number hit. one
3: song on our arbitrary countdown?
1: It's coming. It starts with a train noise. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, Wait, a
3: drum sample? Is this
1: the streets of Philadelphia? Is this New Jack Swing? This is Sophie B Hawkins. Damn, I wish I was your lover. A hot Whoa. track from the nineties. It doesn't get more sultry than this. God damn
3: it. Sophie B Hawkins is uh, uh, an omnisexual. Is that what she calls herself? Yes, Steve? according to Wikipedia, she identifies as an omnisexual, and there is nothing, nothing sultrier than that. Oh, listen to What's the desire that in her.
1: Listen to her. I don't
3: know, but listen to the desire in her voice.
1: Listen to how bad she wants to fuck this person she's singing about. It and could be anyone. It could be, you, that, could be think, it could I be you could be me. I think she's singing as a man who wants to fuck a woman. I will agree that the lyrics are sultry as
3: fuck, That this song is too poppy. Oh. It sounds like well, Dave, you're also you're also a conservative rockist as the rock critics <laughs> like to say. The fact is this
1: is sultry hits. the genre of sultry hits every single one of these songs is written to be a top 40 hit whether it made it or not. It's trying to appeal to the masses. This is absolutely
0: a sultry hood. I don't know what you're.
3: I, I this appeals to people that thought Ally McBeal was a good show. What do you explain that? No, because I like this song and I did I'm not think Ally McBeal was a good show.
2: Explain that, Dave. What's I'm that not mean? saying that you thought Ally McBeal was a good show. I'm saying
1: it was directed at that audience. When was Ally McBeal on? When I was in college. It was on during the, I think when this song was a Midnight? top hit in the radio. This was
0: 92, right? <laughs> yeah, it was in 92. Oh, was um, that early? Yeah, I don't think okay. Ally McBeal
1: was on. It probably wasn't
2: on yet, but it was very well, close people that to have People thought Beverly Hills 92. 90210 was good television. I'll give you that. that yeah. I definitely can
1: see that. 902 direct. Same group of people, generation yeah. earlier. David Kelly probably heard this song and, and went like, Oh, I should write Ally McBeal. Yeah. But no, there's, there's a lot of desire in this song yeah. And it, it invited the 90s to be sultry as well The 90s didn't quite uh, take the invitation All of our songs before this are, uh, are in, from the 80s, I believe And especially a very small window in the 80s yeah. And this was music's chance to continue on into the 90s was, uh, and, and continue but, to be uh, sultry Instead but, it was the nail in the coffin for sultry <laughs> It was the nail in the coffin
3: Doesn't want, get better than this, that's why I want to make make one more point. You don't have, if you're a woman and you want to sound like a sultry rock singer as opposed to pop, you don't have to be all raspy voice like an Alana Miles or a Bonnie Tyler. You can let your natural omnisexuality carry the day. And that's why this works. And that's why this is number one on our arbitrary countdown. Number one. Bullshit. We'll keep this rolling.
1: As we talk about the songs that should have made it and didn't. Hunter, what did make the list that you really would have liked to see that really gets your
0: salt rolling? I, I wanted to uh, have the song Feel the Heat by Gene uh, Bouvier. Uh, which we don't, we're don't we not hearing the song right now, but it's I thought it was... Well, first off, I felt there were not enough songs about the heat. A lot about the city. Right, like some like it The hot, Night. For example, by the power yeah, station. Yeah, there, there's a lot of songs in here about the night, but not about the heat. There's nothing like the personification of the heat, the night, or the city and that, that makes it sultry. And that's this song, uh, Feel the Heat by Gene Bouvier, was on the uh, Cobra soundtrack. Good movie. Which is, I would say, Stallone's sultriest. Yeah, the way he had movie. that matchstick in his mouth. Marion Cobretti. And the gun with the, uh, the laser sight. Barely took his sunglasses off, constantly sweaty. For me,
2: I'm a big fan of heart. I like the song "Alone," the lust, the longing. How do I get you alone? That's a sultry
3: fucking I song. I fucking love that song. I don't know if I would call it sultry for me, just because the passion is so explosive. Are you like, s- from like the piano? Like the piano literally explodes with sexual desire
1: in the music video. It's got it's got all the elements. I, just, I think it's freaking glorious. The, the piano uh, explodes with guilt-free sexual satisfaction, and that's a problem with Alone. I think uh, What About Love is way sultry. Your music I also party. like What About Love.
3: Alone is so
2: unabashed see, in its desire. I would have been happy to see
3: any heart on this, especially more than uh, the song we're listening to now. Steve. Well, I considered a few options. My second was Endless Summer Nights by Richard Marsh because it oh, has summer and night. One. But the one I settled on was I Drove All Night by Cindy Lauper, which was nominated for a Grammy for Best Female Rock Vocal. And it's about a woman who drives all night to make love to her lover. It's a Fucking sultry song! It is sultry as fuck. You like you? If you listen to Cindy Lauper just from the dance pop stuff,
0: you will have no idea that she can sound this sultry. Are we gonna put these extra songs on your playlist, Judy? Yeah, uh, well, we should definitely available. do that.
1: Yeah, the Jean Beauvoir song isn't available on Spotify, so I can't put that on, but you can find it on YouTube, and it's He's, a great video. Yeah, look you it up.
3: should really look. Let him me spell. Up. Wait, let me spell this name out correctly: J E A N Jean, Jean. B E A U V O I R. Beauvoir. Beauvoir.
2: He's got a good, good look, and he also uh, was a producer for the Ramones. Yeah, two two, did, two albums uh, for the
0: Ramones. Yeah,
1: Lots of fun facts, and that's what this podcast is all about. Fun facts, everything like that, and, and creating arbitrary genres and counting them down. And I think we had a fun time doing it today. Yeah, we had, had a, a real great nice time. time. Next I'd week... like to thank milk, Michelob Milk-a-lob. Lager. Michelob. <laughs> Michelob, my third milk-a-lobe. Um <laughs> Hunter's going to take the reins next episode, um, and... The theme is gonna be trying raps.
3: Yeah,
0: try Hunter, and raps. Hunter,
3: what are trying raps?
0: Oh, uh, it's basically the Fruity Pebbles song as the is That's a I, one. I would say is your um, is your blueprint for the try and raps, which is uh, my name is S- hunter and i'm here to say i love fruity pebbles in a major way so these are major major
1: releases trying to be hits
0: yeah but with people
1: who had no idea how to rap
0: yes Yes. basically
1: corporate
2: america said hey this is hip let's have these guys do it too
0: (laughs) hey these guys can't sing in one case hey these guys can't sing let's have them rap because that's easy all right so let's wrap this thing up Uh, (laughs) i see what you did try and wrap this thing up
1: Oh, I didn't even try Oh, that's great. Okay. So yeah. you didn't even <laughs> try and wrap this thing up. <laughs> yeah. Should we throw a nautical term in there somewhere? Uh, boat. yeah. boats. Boats. Right. This is Find this week's Sultry Hits playlist by following JD Riznar on Spotify. It's all up there. Send questions via Twitter at yacht rock hashtag YRPod so we know you're talking to us and you have questions for this podcast. Follow me, JD Riznar, at J.D. Risnar, R-Y-Z-N-A-R. Follow Hollywood Steve at Hollywood Steve H. Follow Dave at David B. Lyons, even though he doesn't really use Twitter, and follow Hunter into public bathrooms. That guy is off the grid. Like Yacht Rock on Facebook. We're going to try to get YachtRock.com up and running. Uh, always <laughs> well, try. Well,
3: technically it. it's up, it's just yeah. not running. Well,
1: always try it, though. It's you real... never know, you might have a nice experience. Yeah, look at a nice, real nice photo of my face. All right, thanks, guys. Join us again. We're going to have fun times. Bye,
2: goodbye. This is where a song plays us yeah. out. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we need an out, outro. Oh, one last thing. I'm sorry. Listen, one last thing. Uh, contact us in any way that we told you to. If you have any bumpers for us, except for me, any in the any theme music or outro. Now, definitely, definitely Hunter follow Hunter, in the Hunter into bathroom. the bathroom. Yeah. We need your help. We need your help making this podcast. Hit me up for his home address. All right. Anyway, that's it. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.
0: Feral Audio